strapped in the trenches Making moves going all out Every day handle business You know that the hustle don't stop Got my team, let's get it Reviewing books and talk stocks Steady keep it moving So you gon' wanna tune in Get Lowdell, it's an app Get local food on demand Delivery right to your home Everything in the palm of your hand Took hard work and dedication Come through, join the conversation This is history up in the making We just wanna be an inspiration Hey, let's go so our next guest is Sarah Modamedi. If I'm pronouncing that right, she'll let us know shortly. But she's been a chef for over 20 years, if I'm not mistaken. And she's been a celebrity years. chef for 30 years. Celebrity chef, um, you know, for the Kardashian family and I'm sure many more. And I'm definitely excited to learn a lot more about her and uh, hear more about her journey. I know I actually discovered her on Instagram at in Sarah's Kitchen. And she does amazing videos. Literally, they make me so hungry. But she's really good at kind of showing, instructing while she's cooking. So the food looks amazing. But she she makes cooking easy. And if you follow her videos, you can create some of those recipes very easily. So excited to chat with her. Yeah, I, I mean, talk about pressure in a different way. We were just talking about, you know, we're used to having to deliver food in a timely fashion or else a customer gets upset. Imagine having to cook food for people that, you know, expect everything in a certain way in life where it's another level of pressure cooker and saying that humans are humans. And I'm sure she realizes that after a while when you're dealing with anyone's palate, whether it's a janitor or a famous politician or a celebrity, you know, people have the same needs, Corey, when push comes to shove, they're going to be hungry. They like specific things if you make it taste good and you know, you get along well, they're going to love you. Yeah, totally. I mean, food's such a time sensitive thing because when people are hungry, they obviously get angry. So that's, that's one of the things you have to deal with. Um, Has she joined the room yet? Not yet. Uh, Let me just send her a reminder. But one of my uh, first jobs when I was a kid was I worked for like a catering company, just helping out a friend on weekends. Uh And that was one of the most stressful things I've ever done. He pretty much ran like a, a restaurant in Manalpin where it grew up, but he did, on the weekends would do big catering business and we'd go to very wealthy people's houses and you'd set up and it was the most demanding business. You could just tell this guy was so stressed out beyond belief from yeah, cooking for hundreds and hundreds of people. It's like running a catering hall pretty much. Yeah. If you recall in the early before B-Town menus started, I really contemplated starting kind of what Jared ended up doing with Butch's. I'm glad he took the reins on that because looking back, like I would never want to operate a restaurant. I give these owners so much credit with what they have to deal with on the day to day. Like if you could run a successful restaurant, I think you can run pretty much anything successfully in the world. You know? Cause it's that cutthroat. It's that competitive. A lot of them don't make it. And it, it takes a unique type of person to be able to operate a restaurant. That's for sure. It's yeah, not that that. And if, if you think you can just start a restaurant without experience, you're delusional. That's where I'm glad my dad talked me out of that one. Yeah. It's a good move by Bob. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, what else is going on in the world? It'll be cool, Dan, going back to our stomping grounds, Corey. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. We needed that. For sure. Just to show face. Yeah. You know, now that once this vaccine's actually done with, we'll be able to start doing more of that, which is huge. Yeah. 
good to see a lot of cases are dropping like crazy. I know uh, yeah. my dad, my dad just had a second shot today. That's awesome. Yeah. My dad actually had his first, I think yesterday. So, you know, if it, the Pfizer and Moderna. I'm not sure, but I, I know that's great for our parents and you'll be able to go in in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm supposed to go in either next week or the week before I was able to register and just wait for the call back now. Nice. That's great. Uh, yeah. That'll be awesome for everybody really for peace yeah. of mind and getting back to civilizations, like, you know, connection. I think everyone is yearning for, you know, Corey, I always, I think we've talked out on offline about it at length, the whole point of Facebook at first and even Twitter was to connect digitally for people to meet in person. And, you know, that that's changed a lot, but that that's where we're at right now as a society. And yeah, without a doubt. Here's Sarah. Hi. Here we go. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining us. Nice to us. finally meet you. Nice to meet you guys. How are you? Oh, doing Do you guys well. Hear huh? me or should I put? Um, no, you're perfect. We can hear you. Thank you, darling. I'm sure I'm. I'm already getting hungry, but I feel like after we talk to you, I'm going to be beyond famished. I was looking at your website, and <laughs> I asked Corey, like, what? I wonder, Sarah, what is it like being that good at cooking when you get hungry? Like, do you always love cooking for yourself? Um, not for myself, but I do like tasting what I make. And I always think, oh, my God, I'm going to be in trouble tonight. Um, <laughs> you know, it's because it, I taste along and I go, oh, God. And then I start calling the kids. Oh, you want to come home for this? Because I like surprising <laughs> myself. Wow. Yeah. I'm just saying that when we cook, if you like what you're cooking, it's trouble because you end up eating the whole thing, tasting it along the way. Right. I used so. to, I used to not enjoy um, eating my food because I would taste it along the way. And it, by the time you're feeding your guests or your family, you've had enough of it. But I find that I've stepped out of the box now that I like to um, really engage in the whole process. And at the end of it, when it's all ready, I really, I kind of go, oh, wow, I did really well. That's amazing. <laughs> so that's changed because now I'm so confident that I know what I'm doing that I want to experiment. And that has just brought up to a whole other level. Wow. So does that just come with a lot of experience, like that confidence at first for it to even build to the point where you're confident for cooking for other people? How do you get, how do you get to that point? You know, I, I, I was really, I looked over the questionnaire and I, and I, it, it was great. And I looked it over literally an hour ago and I, <laughs> it made me self reflect. And I want to tell you guys that it was really, um, putting myself out there and saying, I can do anything. And so doing that, obviously for home and friends and family, it's one thing, but when I was reached out through, uh, Courtney, Chris, and it was like, all right, well, obviously these this family has access to the top chefs and restaurants in the world. Why the hell me, little old Sarah? <laughs> that really catapulted me to the level where I went, I can do anything. You name it and I will do it. And yeah. um, 
I was having this conversation with a friend of mine who said, what did it feel like? And it's, I, and I said to her, I think they reached out to me um, maybe at the beginning where they had an idea and probably the other people they worked with or the chefs were like, well, no, I don't really do that. Because when you become trained, where you go to culinary school and you're trained, you do one thing. You're trained as a baker and then you specialize in a certain thing or you're trained as a, you know, you make Italian food or French sauces or whatever. But with me, I kind of go throw it, throw it at me and I'll do anything and I can top it off. And so every time I went in for another feast or dinner or party, I would get more of, oh my God, how did you do that? Like, what, <laughs> what did you, how did you come up with that? So, so, so that was exciting. So tell me if this is true. I read this and I don't know if it's accurate, but I thought this was awesome. Um, I was reading that when to get, you were just going and knocking on the door of Chris, who was one of your neighbors. And that's kind of how you got introduced to them or maybe started cooking and just dropped off some of your baking and they loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I love that because that's like a typical entrepreneur. That, You're shameless and you just went after it and you shot your shot. Here's what happened. Um, and it, well, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like it was a plan. It was more, um, uh, it was when Kim and Kylie had just had their babies. So Stormy and Chicago, if I remember correctly. And you know, people were neighbors and I've known right. them. I've known the girls, you know, knowing, meaning we walk by, hi, how are you, blah, blah, blah. And it was, well, what, what, what do I gift them? This, the, these people that have everything and people were sending gifts, lavish gifts. And my daughter said, mom, you need to send over your cinnamons. And this was when my cinnamons were the talk of the town. And I felt <laughs> so confident that I said, you know, yeah, we're taking Cinnabons because they have everything. And who doesn't like Cinnabons? I had no idea that Cinnabons were uh, Chris's favorite thing. Had no idea. Wow. Uh, took it over. It was freshly out of the oven. Sandy, no, Rita, por favor. It was freshly, I can move. I think. No, you're good. Does it, you're good, you guys? Oh, yeah, you're perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Noise in the background? Not at all. Yeah, okay. totally fine. Um, and I took it and I handed it to the security guard and I said, is she home? Cause they were warm. And he said, yeah, you know, now I know that he would say yes, even if she wasn't home, just you know, <laughs> cause he's not gonna tell me. And I said, okay, I'm her neighbor. Tell her Sarah sent it, you know, and they're warm. That's it. And I had a note in there that said, you know, congratulations on, you know, the new babies, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and yeah, that was it. She so what I included in there was my Instagram uh, front sheet, like a cover sheet, was oh. so she would know that I actually do do this. I'm not some creep sending out food to her. And um, yeah, and she loved it. And she reached out and she's like, "Oh my god, those were the best things ever!" <laughs> wow. So when you first started cooking for them, what was your thought like when you're going into that? When you first started, I mean, you must have been pretty nervous cooking for such a big family, famous family, obviously, but 
I mean, I know you're a professional cook, but what was your thought process going into that like? Um, it was really funny. The very first time that I got called on was um, I did a cooking class with the girls uh, and they said, well, you know, you do, the, the producers called and they said, well, you do, you know, you, we know that you do Persian cooking and Middle Easterns, middle, blah, 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 middle Eastern food, all, you do everything, but do you feel confident to uh, make Moroccan food? Courtney would love to learn. And I went, holy moly, and here, this is how I've, I've done everything. Of course I know how to. Yep. And I and I knew, you know, I had a couple of my best friends, Jewish Moroccan. So I've had a couple of favorite Moroccan dishes. You know, you go to your favorite and you it's perfect. But I had to do a whole menu. And I was so nervous because <laughs> the day of in the morning, I prepped about two days in advance certain things. When it's food, fresh cooking classes, you can't really prep. Uh -huh. You have to be fresh. So right. um, in the morning, I got a call that, yeah, do you have enough? Because I think I think all the girls are going to be there. It was going to be Courtney and Chris, and then it's, they changed it, and it was going to be Kylie and Kendall. And I swear to God, I thought, I'm, I'm just going to fall apart. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine. I've never met them, and now I'm going to, like, teach them how to cook. I'm going to fall apart. So short story, long story short. I go, I set up Courtney's house and we set up the kitchen and everything was just beautiful. Your first impression. And um, half an hour before they're supposed to show up, the assistant comes to me and says, I'm so sorry they decided to cancel because they're oh in Beverly Hills and they don't feel like coming home. No, there's traffic, they're stuck in traffic. So they're not gonna try and come through the traffic. They're gonna get home later can we do this tomorrow? And I just went, oh my God. <laughs> With food like prepped two days in advance. Right, oh, wow. I went, what am I gonna say? I said, of course, tomorrow what time? You know, and same time. So you pack all that up, you come home and it's been already six hours of your day. And I sat and I put my feet up and I was like, holy shit, that is nerve wracking. So that was my first experience. It never happened again like that. They, that was really an accident. And, you know, they're, they're not, they're very sweet and kind and considerate. But that was the first experience. And it kind of put me in my place where I went, okay, Sarah, don't get nervous with who's coming. Let's just focus on, you know, what we're doing. Right. So it helped right off the bat to expect the unexpected for that to be the first time. And Sarah, how much do you think you can hone in on the fact that I saw on your website, you didn't have a normal, traditional, conventional culinary school Not at all. background at all. You Not followed all. in your mom and grandma's footsteps. Um, I would, I would cook. I would cook. I was, so I would hang out with the babysitter and my first memory of what I ever did was I was baking. Cause you know, when you're young, when you're five, you're not gonna be cooking with hot stove or anything. So I remember I would put the mixer, the hand mixer that you held and you went like that. And then the, and I remember that clearly. So I would, I was making cake. <laughs> 
<laughs> dogs always want the attention on podcast. My infamous dogs, they're famous. <laughs> okay, okay. I know. Some I'm still waiting to be able to understand dogs barking. One I, of they're, they're talking to me. They're like, Mom, someone's in the backyard, and I'm telling them it's okay. Let them be. Um, so, yeah, baking was my thing, and it was my pastime. So, you know, my dad's taking a nap. You can't be in the pool. Let's go hang out in the kitchen. That was my pastime. And then just watching, we had, if we had private parties or big parties, that uh, a private chef would come, and we had a kitchen outside of the kitchen so it was like a chef's kitchen caterer's kitchen you know now it's trendy but back then it was norm right. uh, and i would hang out with them in the kitchen and watch them prep and cook and i was just like this is this is heaven what there was so much happening you know what has been the most challenging part about cooking for them are there any picky eaters or cooking for the kids is that tough no um the kids are sweet. They always hang out with me in the kitchen. Um, challenging is figuring their dietary needs. Um, so I guess the most challenging was most recently I did a family dinner for um, Courtney and the kids and the every the every single person in the family has a certain need and it was can you they never expect you uh, they the request always comes in the form can you you are you comfortable doing a family um italian pizza night vegan this is i love this we want to do italian pizza night vegan um <laughs> gluten-free, dairy-free, not free. And I was just, I, I said, of course. And then you kind of literally sit and think about, okay, so that's nut-free. So I can't use nut cheese, right? No, that <laughs> substitute. No cheese in the cauliflower crust. No cheese. I actually did a no cheese cauliflower crust for her and they loved it. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. I love is when it's so something so off the bat that I go, how am I going to make this happen? And then making it happen is the true art comes out. That's when you're in creator mode and you get that's me being my inner soul is fed because I, I go, just, oh my God, I love this. What am I going to do? That actually segues perfect to my next question. I know you're kind of known for being very creative. Is there any combinations that you use that maybe other people don't know about? I know I saw something about cherry rice. That's one of your specialties. Or are there any good combos that ordinary people might not know about? Let me tell you, I, I get a lot of heat. And it, it, it really, it triggers, I trigger so much out there that it, I kind of think it's funny <laughs> that people take their traditions, it's, they take it so seriously. Um, my kimchi, my cucumber kimchi video. I, I love I, that video. I, I watched I, it all I, the way through. We we broke the internet because, God forbid, I called it um, Japanese pepper flakes. I changed that later on, and I I was I wasn't being you know 
I didn't think I'm offending anyone. Right. But then there's no, and I explain the whole thing, right? I say there's no shrimp paste in this. There's no uh, processed carbs in this because I know the way they are usually made. This is my twist on it. And I find that people have such a hard time. I mean, I get ripped apart <laughs> in my comments. And I think to myself, are you guys serious? Who? Come on, it's food. As long as it tastes good, it right. can totally be untraditional. It's crazy you could have trolls no matter what, even on food items. I, like, there's always going to be someone hating on it. I People mean, are very protective trolling. of their traditions. They're protective of their, I mean, really ripping, being mean and re just ripping people apart. And I laugh because, and I always tell my kids, because, you know, I have a good range and I tell them I'm a grown ass woman. They can't affect <laughs> me, but it's no. so mean. They're so yeah. mean. Yeah. yeah you can't let it get to your head. I know. It's, it must be hard. So you're following, I feel like has grown so fast on social I mean, I'm sure it's great in many ways for business and just in general for your brand. But I imagine, obviously, you get, like you said, a lot of trolls and haters. What has been the best and, and worst part of social media helping your business? Um, you know, the fans, the food lovers, the people that get me yeah. are the ones that actually make this worthwhile. So they feed me by acknowledging, you know, the challenge or the freedom that I'm giving them to do what it is they want to do. And I and I'm I I come from a mom. I'm cooking as a mom. So, you know, you have three kids, they're all different. Right. And that's why my recipes change because who the hell says that ceviche has to have tomato in it. Right. That's a, yeah, that's a great point. They're just having that thought of, oh, ceviche, we don't need to have this staple recipe. I mean, I got ripped on that. Why is your shrimp ceviche, does it, why doesn't it have tomato and um, something else? I think they were upset that I didn't have avocado in it. And I was, and I, Dude, my son my <laughs> husband is allergic to tomato and my other son doesn't eat it and nobody wants to fish it out and then throw it out. Yeah, it's Get your own twist. Put whatever you want in your darn ceviche, you know? I'm not here to give you a ticket. <laughs> Seriously. I so think that shows the power of a belief system too. Like when you know something's great, Sarah, off your experience and you present it, you know, you're confident in it and it's installed in the dish. Right. And so that's, and I, and then on the same note, I get a lot of, oh my God, why didn't I think of doing that? It's brilliant. I made it and everybody loves it and it's great. And I'm like, good, good for you. And if you come up with a variation that I don't know, please send me and I'll try that too. Cause that's just how it should be. For sure. I couldn't agree more. Do you have any like cooking hacks for us amateurs in the kitchen? Um, well, I mean, for me, it's the norm, but it seems to be the hack because I get that from people. Uh, I do, when I do my sunny side up eggs, I like putting oil and water in the pan before I put in the eggs. So that's a great hack because it's like poaching, but not, and it's, you're frying it, but not. It's just really quick, 
The oil makes the, adds flavor to the egg. Also, the other great um, egg hack I have, it's funny, my son was just making eggs for himself. And a lot of people turn on the pan and then you walk away, you wanna get the pan nice and hot. It's, it's so wrong to do your eggs that way because the minute you crack that egg in there and your eggs, by the way, should be room temperature, um, the best, you know, if they're coming out of the refrigerator, try and let them sit out a little bit. But if you can't, that's fine. Anyhow, when you crack your egg in the pan, you don't want your pan to be hot because the minute the egg hits it, it's going to form a crust. And so now your bottom is cooked and you're yellow and the top is sitting there and you overcook your egg because you got to wait for the top to cook too. I have so, that issue all the time. That makes so, way more yeah. sense. So then <laughs> don't turn on your pan, have everything ready, get your oil in the center of your pan and then put water, hot or cold, it doesn't matter, on the side, kind of tilt it and add your water. Then you go in and you crack your egg on the oil, it'll spread out and take the oil with it where it needs to go. And you cover it, that steam from the water and the heat from the bottom, your egg's gonna be cooked within a minute, perfectly poached egg, soft, runny in the middle. It's the easiest thing, literally takes a minute. I mean, if you wow. walk away, it's done, it's overcooked. I am so pumped, Sarah. Like I eat yeah, all the time. I always prepare them terribly. This is great. <laughs> it's so I listen, I'm the queen of eggs. If I flip the camera, I do I know how to because I know you guys it's not gonna be shown, but <laughs> I can't flip the camera. I have so many because you know I have my own chickens and ducks. Yeah. And eggs. We go through eggs all the time, so this is always an experiment with them. Oh, I think wow. that's the coolest thing that you know, I saw in your video was that you have fresh eggs, fresh farm. That's the coolest. So what is the difference? Cause I've never, I mean, that's legitimately farm to table, but well, at home. Here's what happens with eggs, which is a lot of, I get a lot of questions about why eggs different colors. Okay. Nobody, not nobody knows this, but you know, average person doesn't know this. This is my duck egg. Um, they come in different sizes, colors. Can you guys see the colors? Yeah. yeah. Right? Looks a little bit more brown. Right. There's brown. There's blue. You have Easter laying eggs, which means Easter color eggs. And that all it means is different breeds of chicken lay different color eggs. Wow. That's oh, so cool. Yeah. Now I can see all the different colors. Right. And, um, and then... The yolk is different colors, also has to do with not just because they're organic, it also has to do with their breed. Because I all my chickens are in the back, some are more orange, some aren't. But some people think that it's because they're organic and free range, but has to do with their breed. And um, yeah, we kind of we like having this farm to table lifestyle and COVID has really enhanced that now being home um i just had somebody come we're gonna spread out the whole side of the yard and do all different vegetables and herbs really push it out and try and make it more sustainable you know green farm to table wow 
lifestyle. So healthy, and that I I need to start eating like that way more. With that, Sarah, have you felt the need at all throughout the pandemic with the way you cook? Anyway, do you ever order in takeout or delivery? Absolutely. Now we're talking. Oh my god! What's your favorite thing to order? Okay, so during the pandemic, the one thing that I really missed. I kept telling my husband the first round before anything opened up, I was I was dying for sushi. Yeah. And not just ordering sushi in, sitting at the sushi bar. We're very sushi bar kind of people. Me too. Yeah. And just the interaction, you know, the little bit of wasabi and here's a little bit of ginger and I want my ponzu sauce. I missed that so much. Yeah, it's experience. And it's still not open, right? Because we're still outdoors. So I'm still not dealing with my chef across the bar. Let me see that fish. Can I have the center cut? Can I have that cut? That's what I missed a lot. Is that something you're able to make if someone asked you to make homemade sushi? Would you be able we to have, figure that we out? We do all the yeah. time. Yeah, we make wow. sushi at home all the time. Um, so sushi, awesome. you know, sushi, as my son says, I have a very food snob child upstairs <laughs> sushi is not a skilled kind of thing mom anyone can make sushi so you know they wow. have sashimi night where it's kind of true god they're going to come out for me now they're going to come roll <laughs> me but you cut the fish at us obviously you need knife scale uh, right scale. sashimi and sushi is all about cutting the fish and having the right cut and then there's your rolls and that's when it gets really fun um we do hand rolls a lot at home. They the like love hand rolls. Yeah, Yellow hand rolls are my favorite. God, they're so eel. It there are markets you can buy the fish. They'll prep it for you. You can come home and put the eel sauce. I mean, it's simple, but it's tasking. There's different steps where time consumes you. Uh huh. It's easier to go obviously to a restaurant. And don't get me wrong. I was telling my girlfriend the other day. I said, I just am tired now of waiting on people. I want to go to a restaurant. I want to sit and say, I need X, Y, and Z, please. You yeah. know? Yeah, I think we all miss that. There's nothing really better than, you know, I'm sure you see it when you cook for families and friends too. Just having everyone together over a meal, there's just, it's a universal symbol that everyone appreciates. And I, that's what I've missed more than anything is being able to dine out with close friends. Dining yeah, the social aspect. Absolutely. I mean, having people over, we, we've had people over small groups outside. We still kind of try to be, you know, six feet apart, small gatherings, and we've done it. I find that when you're having people over, it's, it's less about, it's more about giving love and service when I have you guys over. So me cooking my food, whatever I'm cooking, I'm giving you love and service and appreciation by thinking, what do you like? What don't you like? How can I um, excite you about what I'm putting? So it's all about you. It's all about the people I'm serving. So when I miss going out, it's because I need to turn my brain off and sit and not be engaged in, okay, this person's coming. 
the kids like this, what don't they like? It's less about everyone else and it's more about, I'm going to sit and say, I want X, Y, and Z, thank you, bless you, bye. That must right. be so refreshing for you when you're not having to worry about all the prep and you can just go out and enjoy a meal like that. I, I love nothing more. And then I apologize to all the people that have waited on me because I'm that person <laughs> that I go to the restaurant and they go, we know what you want. You want to change everything on that order. <laughs> and, you know, of course, I, I'm not difficult, but I know what I like. That's important. Yeah. Do you have and a so favorite go to in LA? Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. A favorite nice go-to? Favorite I, restaurant. Yes. Lots of them. Yeah, give, us your, your, top your top, give us your top three, whether it be Italian, sushi. Brunch. There's some good gems there. Um, okay. I'm very old school. I like So I like my favorite restaurants, and I never order anything but what I like there. So I'm always – I'm that person that walks in – to a restaurant and I know what I'm eating there. Does that make sense? For sure. Yeah, same way here. Right, so El Pasteo in Beverly Hills is just my gem. And it's always the uh, carchofi salad. That's my favorite there. And then their specialty pastas, they can do no wrong, that place. Wow. Uh, we have been going there for years. I mean, longer than you guys have been around. And um, that's my favorite Italian. Italian is the thing that I would, we were talking about what is my go-to or my last meal. It has to be Italian or sushi. You know, well, they're it's they're both phenomenal. You can't go wrong with Italian or sushi or both for uh, that matter at once. Or both, but then it depends. You know, it's like I can't pick a favorite food. Um, favorite sushi place would be I don't know where you. Well, you guys aren't in LA, we're, are you? We're we're, from I, the, we're both from New York, but we yeah, I spent a lot of time in LA. I'm there a bunch. I love the you food. Know, I lived in New York for five years, so that's my that's my home from home. That's, that's where'd you where'd you live in Manhattan? I lived in Manhattan. I was in Upper West Side, seventy. I'm in the Broadway. I'm on eighty third in the Upper East Side. Oh, Upper East Side, right? So, do you remember any favorite spots in New York? Um, I do. Okay, so then I moved to Chelsea. Oh, I I was in Chelsea this past summer for a couple months. I love Chelsea. So yeah, my favorite great. hangout was obviously it, we were always we. I don't know who was me. It was me, myself, <laughs> and I, but we became we. Chelsea was um, Soho. Tradenoi. Yep. Remember that restaurant? Tradenoi. What is it called? Tradenoi. I've heard it, of it. It was the, I think they're closed now. It was like, it was the three black crows. Ooh. In Soho, I think it was on Spring Street. Then okay. there, was, there was, again, I'm a little older than you guys, so. <laughs> Not that much older. There was Barolo, Italian. I, yeah, no, Barolo. Yeah. Oh my God. So Barolo had the most insane shots where you would get vodka and they would take the thinnest slice of lemon Ooh. and they would pour on half of it ground finely ground espresso beans 
Oh, man. The other half, sugar. And you would fold and put that in your mouth after your shot, and that would keep you from getting sick from the vodka. Oh, wow. It's just, I love that. I, I put lemon on everything, so. Wow, that sounds incredible. Yeah, that was a good shot. That, that was good old days. <laughs> and Sarah, for any of our listeners that are upcoming chefs or entrepreneurs just in general, what would be your one best piece of advice for them? Um, the best thing to do is to be, stay on what their passion is. At, at the end of the day, you can't go wrong with that. If you're doing and sticking to what feels right to you, then it doesn't matter what happens outside of your kitchen and your craft. Mm. You know, a lot of people have, have tried to uh, mold me into something. And no, at the end of the day, I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian. I'm not gluten-free. Uh, you know, however, during the week, I am vegetarian and gluten-free. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to change my my outlook because now it's trendy to be gluten free is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. that's going to change your palate. At the I'm end. not going to not I'm not going to become vegetarian because it's fair to our animals. However, I don't eat them all the time. Mm-hmm. It's fair. I just, yeah. Like people should stay true to themselves rather than making it what the outside world needs. It's Don't worry than, about the peanut gallery. Like, be your authentic you. And be your authentic you, and don't be afraid to experiment. I mean, seriously, in the kitchen, it's a science lab. It's like a, you know, I'm the crazy scientist in my kitchen. And Sarah, you've got that natural confidence, whether it's dropping off baked goods at the Kardashians or just literally calling out a troll on ceviche like you've got that ability where you know you're authentic and i think that's what it comes down to you you're very confident with who you are and it's not there's no fickleness there that's why it comes off as genuine and it works so well yeah that's what's great about your videos right because it's genuine because it's genuinely genuine and it's it's and it comes with age and experience you know, obviously 20 years ago, I probably wasn't as confident, but now I'm like, whatever. And if, and if somebody gives me a, you know, a troll says something, I don't even have to engage. I tell my kids, I give them a heart and a thumbs up. Exactly. They're just helping you out. Yeah. Any comment is great. It doesn't matter. They don't even realize they're just helping you. Let them be. Exactly. And And it's like, why are you watching my why are you watching my videos if you don't like what I have to offer? And I so. always, and I want to sometimes I want to be like, but you're still here. Exactly. You want to cop me? Okay, <laughs> continue. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Where could our viewers find you, Sarah, to follow your journey? Um. So mostly on Instagram, and now with the world of TikTok, I have to put my tippy toe in there as well. There we go. But Instagram and TikTok is where I am. And then here and there, I post some videos on YouTube. And um, those are in Sarah's Kitchen. Is that your Instagram and TikTok handle? That's my Instagram and TikTok in Sarah's Kitchen. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, hopefully we'll have the luxury of trying your food one of these days. That would be great. Yeah, thank you Good so stuff. much for joining us. Thank you, guys. That was fun. Thanks a lot. Care, sir. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Absolutely. Cheers. Bye, guys. Take Bye. Care. So, yeah, Corey, the great guest. That was awesome. Yeah, she was awesome. Very entertaining. Yeah. I really want us having, like, that kind of great food ongoing where it's like you have someone that knows just how to work. I know we tried the whole personal chef thing for our viewers. I know Corey and I are dedicated delivery orderers more than most probably. But <laughs> we have over the years, like, anyone in entrepreneurship experiment. And we yeah. tried the personal chef thing, and it's just never – I don't Multiple know personal chefs. Yeah, it doesn't work, Corey. For us, it hasn't. Yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, one of them definitely didn't work in terms of we were looking to eat a little bit healthier. Fuck fat. They were delicious. <laughs> Duck fat pierogies. Is that what it was for? Man, it was so funny. So anyone listening still, we were basically trying to eat healthy. We were in a workout phase, and um, we got a personal chef, and we're asking him to cook healthy for us and everything he did he was just frying in duck fat whether it be steamed dumplings like he would make healthy things but then you just add some duck fat into it <laughs> me and mike like you know we're just trying to eat healthy here no matter how many times we told him we get he would always say to us like subtly oh it makes it taste way better it's like yeah it's like we know that kfc if we want that type of <laughs> You know? Great guy, just uh, everything was fried in duck fat. And then yeah. uh, we tried another chef who was great, but the problem is she was like cooking Mike and I personalized meals and we're hungry. We wanted way more food. So we had on one hand, a guy cooking us enough for like 20 people for two. And then on the other hand, we had enough, someone cooking us enough for one for two. Um, so we just couldn't find a happy median, but I mean, it seems like Sarah would get us. Yeah, she would crush that. And I feel like a Sammy Udell would be the perfect fit for that. I'm yeah. trying to, I'm gonna try to work something out with Jeff with that whole thing. Yeah, Jeff's great. Yeah, Jeff reminds me he's just natural in the in the kitchen, just like Sarah. Um, she's just a natural. It's so cool that she was able to put herself out there, cook for such a big family, obviously a famous family. But yeah, yeah. I that that was a great great guest, man. Great job. Daryl was fun too, and uh that, good job, Corey. Nice back-to-back, -back, you know. Yeah, speak, you know. Yeah, it was fun. Speaking of Daryl, I think he gave me a great concept for a video, just showing a smile on a – like take a quick slideshow of about 25 different customers and just their smile on their face when they receive their delivery order. And oh, it's just yeah, like a quick a flash. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Food for kind thought. Of, yeah, it resonated with me. Catch smoking time soon, Corey. What? Yeah, I'm starving, man. Me too. What are you eating tonight? I don't know. About to uh, do the whole delivery thing. Go ham, <laughs> baby. Uh, well, we for go. our viewers, thanks for tuning in. Subscribe to us, Bootstrapped in the Trenches, and please leave a review, hopefully five-star. We'd really appreciate it. Until next week, take care. Bootstrapped in the trenches, making moves going all out. Every day handle business. You know that the hustle don't stop. Got my team, let's get it. Reviewing books and talk stocks. Steady, keep it moving. So you gon' wanna tune in. Get Lowdell, it's an app. Get local food on demand. Delivery right to your home. Everything in the palm of your hand. Took hard work and dedication. Come through, join the conversation. This is history up in the making. We just wanna be an inspiration. Hey, let's go.